0: and realize that your infertility might have nothing to do with your lady bits. Rooted in functional medicine and personal experience, finding fertility is all about looking at the whole body and finding the root cause of your infertility. Finding fertility does not diagnose, prescribe, or treat any issues of infertility. But what we do is take a holistic approach and improve your diet and your lifestyle to get you steps closer to creating your dream family. Just by being here with me, listening to this podcast, you're already going down the right path to making your dreams come true. Let's do this together.
1: Hello, beautiful. Happy New Year. I am so excited to start this episode with this special guest, Nathan, OBGYN. It is super powerful. It is uh, very raw and very real. Um, And what's so exciting about the podcast, uh, at least for the first four to five months, is we are going to have a fresh new episode every Monday and Friday and a beautiful recycled episode on wednesday i have spent the you know i kind of took a break and just did um old episodes for 3 months just to refresh um and refocus and then all of a sudden because i made space all these amazing episodes kind of just came out of nowhere, either within the community or making connections and having an amazing amount of guests really want to come onto the podcast. And I didn't, I mean, I was literally scheduling these podcasts into, you know, September, October, November this year. And I was like, this information just cannot be sat on. So let's just you know, widen the podcast and bring in two episodes a week, which is just like a really big feat. But just going back to the surrendering and being okay to take a break, right? Like it was really nerve wracking for me to not record new episodes and not launch new episodes. And um, I listened to my intuition and my intuition was just like, do this. And then all this like magic started to happen. And um, I think that when you're on a fertility journey and you feel so time poor and like you don't want to waste, you know, like a single second and you feel like you miss out if you miss one month or, you know, if you take a break, like really like, you know, like not do that IUI cycle or not do that IVF cycle or even like use contraception for like two months. Um, It can feel really daunting and really scary, but I know from my personal experience with my fertility journey and now this experience with the podcast, it's like one of the best things you can do for yourself. So I'm super, super excited um, for you guys for all this information and knowledge. And, you know, the truth is pretty raw and in your face, unapologetic um, topics, about what we really need to start shifting our focus on and ways that you can do that. And yeah, I just think it's going to be super life-changing for everyone who tunes in on a weekly basis. So without further ado, let's get started. I got Nathan Riley here, and this is going to be a very different podcast than you've ever heard on Finding Fertility, because usually here we are finding fertility, but Nathan is here to guide us in the next steps of when we get pregnant and really building that consciousness and that confidence to have the births of our dreams. So welcome, Nathan.
2: Well, it's my pleasure, Monica, thank you. Yeah. So tell us a little
1: bit about you, who you are and what you do.
2: Well, you've highlighted me as an OBGYN who does birth and that is definitely probably where I'm most outspoken on the, the Tic tacks and all of that. Um, but I do quite a bit with fertility as well. A lot of people have been passed around in the system to from the REI docs, you know, the, the surgeons, the, the GYNs. Um, you know, they've, they've gone through the whole thing the imaging, the labs, they've gone through this pumping full of synthetic endocrine disrupting hormones that force your body to get pregnant without perhaps considering what's going on upstream. They've gone through all of that stuff, and then they land in mice in the hot seat in my practice. They're tearful they're frustrated, they're even resentful. And Mm -hmm. then I'm there to help guide them from there through pregnancy into postpartum, and perhaps even all the way to menopause. Although I'm not that old yet. So I haven't had anybody go from start to finish. (laughs) Maybe that'll be like the the sign that I need to retire someday whenever I'm helping somebody go through menopause. And maybe I was their attending doctor that caught them when they were a baby (laughs) or something, but that's a whole lifetime. Um, But yeah, you know, I I do the whole thing that OBGYNs do. I just try to Minimize the amount of allopathic tools that I'm I'm reaching for, um, namely pharmaceuticals, these synthetic you know quote hormones that so many women are taking, and uh, and other pharmaceuticals. You know, Um, so that's really me in a nutshell. I'm also a dad. I have two little girls of my own. They're one and three years old. Um, In fact, Evie just turned one um, a couple days ago from the time of this recording. So. Uh, we had a home birth, our second baby. They were both natural conceptions. Um, but yeah, I'm on the ride. I'm r- on the ride that everybody else listening to is on. In addition to being a doctor.
1: <laughs> yeah, awesome. So she's a little Scorpio. I'm the sixth. So she's good luck sixth. with that. That's well, right. there you He's go. The same
2: as you actually. You guys share a birthday. <laughs> awesome. How yeah. cute. Yeah. You just weren't well, born in our in our bedroom. That's the yeah, only difference between no. you. And, my daughter. <laughs> <laughs> and 41 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> right. The only difference. Yeah. The only difference.
1: Yeah, so I love your content. Um, I eat it up, even though I, you know, have no interest in giving birth again. But the one of the main reasons I really wanted to bring you on, because obviously, my, my followers have heard me rant and rave about the yeah. importance of cellular health, lowering inflammation, oxidative stress, and how using medical assistance can be great in some circumstances. But I I truly believe it's almost malpractice now, the way women are treated with fertility issues and just shoved down this pipeline of IUIs and IVF. And they come to me just like you, broken. And I truly believe that um, the medical treatments actually are breaking them even more. Like They weren't even that broken before. And then they do years or like six rounds of IVF in one year. And then all of a sudden they're like, I don't know what's wrong. I'm like, I can tell you exactly what's going on (laughs) because I've been there and I've done it. And it's hard and it's heartbreaking and physically and mentally, emotionally. But here we are, we're creating Conscious Mamas on this podcast. And once you reach your ultimate goal of pregnancy, I think there are lots of lessons you can bring in through the fertility journey. But it's a completely different kettle of fish when you are pregnant. Your anxiety goes up even more. You're, especially if you've dealt with miscarriages and failed IVFs, you're so scared yeah. that you're going to miscarry again or something's going to be wrong. How, what's the first guidance from switching from trying to get pregnant to being pregnant?
2: Well, there's quite a bit of responsibility that comes with being pregnant and if the it's something like one and a half billion or it's something like 14 bazillion dollars I, I can't remember the number um, I could look it up if I if I needed to but it's it's a bunch of money that we're spending in the billions mm-hmm. on fertility assisted um, or, or assisted reproductive technology as it's called that's namely IUI and IVF but it 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 also includes the tons of ultrasounds the tons of blood work all of this stuff for the purpose of getting pregnant and then once you get pregnant you have this immense responsibility but even before you get pregnant there's a lot of responsibility if you can't get pregnant and by the way if 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 anybody out there is like triggered or confronted by what i'm saying i want to start by acknowledging the deepest the deepest compassion that I have for this process. When I speak this way, it's not a blaming and shaming. It Mm -hmm. is a, what I'm trying to do is inspire people to take their, their autonomy into their hands. When you take personal responsibility for what's going into your body, how you're spending your time, how much you're sleeping, the toxicants that you're taking in from soil, air, water, et cetera. When you take responsibility for that, everything changes. The word sovereignty comes to mind. Where if you can control, if you if you can if you can um, appreciate where in your life you have control, there is incredible power. There is incredible transcendence through this process. If you can just acknowledge that there are some things in your control, there are some things that are not in your control, and if you're suffering as a result of trying to control the uncontrollable, then that's a that's a that's something that we need to talk through.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So when you get pregnant, you've now got this incredible responsibility. There is no, there's nobody out there who's entitled to have a healthy pregnancy. You're not entitled to have a baby that goes to Harvard someday when they're 18. You're not entitled to any of that. This is a gift. And I'm not talking about like our Catholic Protestant God or whatever has gifted you. I don't mean it like that. I mean that whatever your pathway forward, if a child ends up a part of that story, holy shit, grab on. Brace yourself for the hardest and also the most transformative experience of your life. And if you don't treat it as a gift, if you treat it as an entitlement, then you're going to continue to outsource your power to other people. Mm -hmm. And this is a really big shift in the sort of dynamic of people who are on this fertility journey. So let's assume that you've done something right. And now you've been gifted with this pregnancy. Now what? Now you have to double down on that responsibility. Your body is a temple. You are growing a human. The spirit of a baby has chosen your womb to enter, to gestate, and then to ultimately become embodied with those energetic bodies, the, the etheric, the astral, the eye in the process of squeezing through this incredibly tight passage, sort of like a, a butterfly coming out of a chrysalis. Mm-hmm. And now your mother is looking you in the eyes. You've been hearing her heartbeat the past nine to ten months that and you're gonna become addicted to this little baby that baby is going to become addicted to you to the through the endorphins through these compounds that act like opioids opiates and and uh, benzodiazepines which are synthetics like we're, these aren't even close you know we can't even match this chemical attraction that baby and mother have and and father too so the reason I say all of this is that if if you haven't assumed responsibility over those things that you have control over then you've already stepped onto the wrong path you've jumped into the wrong current and what i a big part of what i what i teach and what i practice is that there are certain things that you can control and if you can start to shift your resources and focus to those things everything else seems to take care of itself if you're going to continue to outsource your power to priests, men in white coats, also known as doctors, politicians, etc. Then you kind of lost this whole battle, so to speak, as soon as you stepped out the front door. So there's a quite a bit of responsibility that comes into play. And we also have to acknowledge that, that there, there are things that are not in our control. You don't really get a say as to how you have birth. You know, you told me in your experience, these C-sections, you went in with probably the greatest understanding of physiologic birth. You'd worked so hard for this Monica through your IVF journey, through your natural conception journey. You had two 9-month periods to figure out how you wanted this to go, and they went completely in the opposite direction. <laughs> but that didn't mean you didn't prepare for the possibilities and you and you didn't honor this as the gift that it was. Yeah. So that's the first thing I want I want to impress upon people.
1: Yeah, I couldn't agree more and I think this year this is coming out in 2023 Um, it's radical responsibility like in a story and um, I you know finding your voice of like you know I'm here to be your honest best friend I'm here to get you to be pregnant to become the conscious mama that you were born to be and I think if we are just kind of trimming around the bush and, you know, trying to please everyone, we're, we're almost doing more harm than good. It's a
2: disservice to the people that we love. That's right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And, um, I think it's easier to start taking that radical responsibility, um, before baby is in your stomach, right? Before that, that comes. Yeah. Yeah. And, It's really looking inwards to like I have found, and I'm sure you have been on this you know journey as well, especially with some of your patients, is discovering why you can't stick to certain things, why you can't, you know, do the things that you know you know that are gonna bring you more peace, more joy, more health. And that's only gonna transfer to your baby. And if you can do that, you are gonna win on so many levels.
2: Yeah. I mean, your baby's going to come into a world in which their mother and father have ownership over the decisions that they make. I mean, nowadays, no, it's like we need some lawmaker to tell us what we can and can't do, or a doctor, or a priest, or any of these other people of power. I don't know where we how we got there, but I can imagine that over the past hundred years of conditioning people slowly to comply with a right and wrong, not based on their own internal you know moral compass, um, or ethical compass, um, but based on some person who has no experience being you, making rules that say how you can live your life. Um, it goes. I mean, it's it, it's it's through and through. Sorry for that noise. I don't know where that noise is coming from. Um, You're all right. that's <laughs> here. I think I can turn it off here. Um, so, anyways, you know the the point being that uh, when you get pregnant and you know, you're worried about like something I got blown up for on Instagram or, or TikTok was gestational diabetes. There is absolutely zero reason that so many women should be developing gestational diabetes. Period. Absolutely. it is It is definitely something in your control. I use the I use the phrase "It is your fault," which was my mistake
1: mm-hmm. because then I'm
2: throwing the blame and shame language. That's not what I mean. However it's really no different. It's a difference in language. It's not what I said, it's how I said it. I realize that. But there, if there's anything in your control, it's preventing two of the most profoundly complicating issues that arise in the United States at increasingly high levels, which is gestational diabetes and hypertensive disorders. Mm-hmm. These are absolutely in your control. You may have a predisposition to developing them, genetically or otherwise, but we know that your genes do not dictate how things are expressed. It's the Mm -hmm. epigenetic, the external factors that turn these things on and off. So if you're telling me I get diabetes, I'm gonna get diabetes because I have in all of my other pregnancies, and you're going to Chick-fil-A even once during your pregnancy, then you haven't done the thing that's in your control, which is to shore up your diet and shore up your movement patterns, shore up your hydration, your breathing, your sleep, your mindset. Those are all free and at your fingertips tips right at this moment. So it is not my fault that you are feeling challenged by the idea that you need to take better care of your body when you're growing your human that you're going to care for for the rest of its life. That is on you. Mm -hmm. And what I realized, Monica, is when you and I speak like this on social media, trying to be the best versions of ourselves as friends to these people that we care about, even if they're strangers on Instagram or whatever, what I'm finding is that the confrontation and the projection of these nasty criticisms are really on them. It's really not my, my thing. Yeah. And I don't know how to get past that, but people who, who are triggered by something like, hey, you could use diet and other lifestyle modifications that are free of charge to improve the likelihood that you can have an autonomous birth even the word autonomous to them, like like these are people that are more comfortable outsourcing that power. They are so confronted by that. And by me speaking the way I do, I kind of naturally weed out the people that aren't gonna find much grace within my practice anyways, where mm-hmm. the onus is on them to do the work. I'm there to guide them and to help moderate the conversation and provide them with the resources and education, but it's really on you as the the, the future parent. To make decisions as a big, a big person, an adult, and not yeah. a child who's seeking somebody else to give them advice.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, it is a huge slap in the face, especially when you're dealing with infertility and you feel personally broken anyways. And then yeah. that's on like so many different levels, right? Because I don't think people realize that. I mean, I would say 95% of my clients come to me with mental and emotional issues, right? That either have phys- or that have um, manifested into physical issues. So it's yeah. really getting at the root cause. So I say anytime you get triggered, like I had a conversation with a the one-to-one the other day of like, when she gets triggered seeing a pregnancy or a birth announcement or a new baby I said that's the power inside of you and you got to switch that you got to acknowledge right. how you feel like don't just like blink it out go oh yeah okay I feel that way but then project and I just got the chills down my body uh, project um out Towards them, I'm so happy for you. Abundance is coming my way, my baby seeking me now. Right. Because we look at these things and we feel lack. And then we when we feel lack, we feel anger and then we project that out. And what people don't realize is that's just you're creating your reality. You're literally almost blocking yourself um from you know, conceiving. Yeah. I'm going to stop that episode because me and Nathan could have talked for days. Um, But as you know, we are trying to keep it around 30 minutes for our guest interviews. And um, you're going to have to tune in and you're not going to have to wait that long because he
0: is coming back on Friday. So have a beautiful week and we'll see you then.